Hi there, let's talk sports fans. Thanks for tuning in to our free agency review here on Let's Talk New York Jets. And um, I'm joined by my co-host, Jack. Uh, thanks for joining me to talk New York Jets. And it's just got crazy as always on Jets social media, Jack. Yeah, man. What a crazy uh, turn of events that's happened in like the last, you know, hour or so. Um Tyreek Hill potentially about to become a member of the New York Jets. We'll see what we have to give up to Kansas City. We'll see what kind of deal we have to sign Tyreek Hill to. But I think that's the kind of player that you go all in for, man. Um, he's he's an absolute game-changing player. Um, he's a threat to score whenever the ball is thrown his way. Um, so, you know, he's he's the type of guy that uh, – that you 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 spend big money on you 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 trade big assets for um so i think this is a big opportunity for joe douglas um you know it's going to say a lot about the current uh feel around this organization um if tyreek hill was to pick the jets over a team like miami let's say um which is the other front runner um at least according to you know all these analysts on twitter but um yeah, I think it would. I think it would say a lot about where the Jets are headed if Tyree Kill chooses to come here, and uh, yeah, man, that would just be absolutely mind blowing. So, if we, if we get that news today, man, I might I might be doing the happy dance when I'm at work in a couple hours. So, we'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. And and what it would do is change Renat. The only thing what hasn't made with free agency is an A plus is with question mark around. We receive a question from the fan base. If you get this done, and it did always seem like there was one more move to come because of how they've um, positioned for cap hits, uh, uh, this makes it make a little bit more sense. And as uh, Stefan Diggs just tweeted out, what the hell's going on? That was probably my first reaction because I, I saw one move coming. I didn't see this move. Um I think it's going to be interesting. Um, that tenth overall pick becomes very variable because whereas the Dolphins have uh, two picks next year, many people think they might be in contention for the playoffs. I I, I don't necessarily think that, but the forty nine ers pick they've got, I would assume, they'll be pretty good. So will the Chiefs want to draft, say, uh, Hills heir apparent? That is possible. So that tenth overall could be very favourable, but it comes down to if the Dolphins are willing to give two first round picks. How far do you view Joe Douglas would be willing to go? I I kind of think it's fair. You might be maybe that tenth overall, and maybe a second next year. Listen, man. Uh, I mean, Joe Douglas has put us in a phenomenal position to uh to be able to pull something like this off even if we gave up a first round pick and a second round pick both this year i mean we'd still have one pick in each of those rounds so um you know i i think that it's uh you know we're, we're just in a fantastic position and kudos to joe douglas man i mean these these couple last couple of years have definitely been painful uh you know from a <clears throat> from a you know winning games perspective from a record perspective but it really could all change uh, this offseason, and it feels like it is. So, um, you know, this is this is the time to uh, to make it happen, man. I mean, this is 
this would be absolutely mind blowing. This would be the biggest, uh, you know, trade that the Jets have made. Maybe in maybe in my lifetime, dude. I mean, uh, yeah. this is this is bigger than Le'Veon Bell for sure, um, and uh, it would it would be mind blowing. So, I I, yeah. I can't wait to see what happens. Audrey, um, um, a run of regular forces on this network. A pull hope adds heel to the Jets. You will combust. I will pull. Um, thanks for your support, sir. And anyone who hasn't, please check out. Paul's content, 49 is faithful, UK do a lot of great content and they're being a great support in recent weeks of what we do at Let's Talk Sports. So go over, check there. There's always that connection with the 49ers and the Jets in recent seasons. So I like having um, some of them in the community. They always check out the Jets videos. So um, please go over and check out what um they're doing um i think the perfect adam chef now treated out um the jets are definitely in contention but it's whether robert sala can sell tyreek hill on the project he thinks that's what might be the deciding factor and i think there is some truth in that i think the chiefs just because what hills meant to the organization will let him have some say and I kind of think he would want to play in this offense. You've got Elijah Moore, and can you imagine what Michael LaFleur could draw up with Moore and uh, Tyreek Hill in the offense? I mean, I can't even wrap my head around this, dude. There's just a million different things flying through my head. Um, You know, every time I hear you know, another take from you every time I see another tweet on Twitter, which I'm just constantly refreshing here, waiting for something. And um, yeah, this would be, you know, obviously it would be a monumental deal. Tyreek Hill would probably want to be, you know, I mean, according to this tweet from Schefter, the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. Um, Do we want to do that? Yeah, 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 I do. For a player like Tyreek Hill, who can just outrun an entire defense um, at pretty much any given time. Yeah. Um, I feel like Tyreek Hill is, you know, in terms of being such, he he's the, for being such a small stature guy, he is like a quarterback's best friend, man. I mean, he's an absolute safety blanket. He can just outrun anybody. After the catch, he's, you know, one of the best, if not the best in football. Um, you know, a quarterback could throw a three-yard slant route to, to a guy like Tyree Kill, and Tyree Kill will do the rest, you know? Um, so I, I feel like he's just so – he's very invaluable in, in terms of his particular skill set um, as a receiver. There's not many in the league that do it like him. And, um, yeah, man, I mean – I'm not thrilled at the idea of making anybody the highest paid player at their position, but if we got to do it, then I mean, let's do it, man. Because at the very least this, this would solidify this off season as the greatest in jets history. And we haven't even hit the draft yet (laughs) where we still have a plethora of picks and not as many holes to fill now. Um, So I, I we're, if this actually goes down, man, and I'm trying, you know, half of me is also trying to reel myself in a little bit 
and uh, lower my expectations. But if this actually goes down, man, um, it's it's going to be the biggest day in in uh, in Jets world for many, many, many years. Yeah, Audrey, I mean, you just saw the Raiders pay Devontae Adams, and I know they're different players. The reality is we spent all offseason saying you need difference makers to help your young quarterback, and Tyreek Hill is certainly that. In a world where you see Christian Kirk get paid that crazy contract, which I think is almost double what he's worth, the reality is if you want different makers, you need to uh, pay. And um, is there a risk? Yes, but you can only be frugal for so long. Um, you need to do something to push you over the edge, and I think this move would be it. This is what you save all those draft picks for and all the caps. So if you can sell him on the um project i think you do it and um hope it works out because um you've got a window to make zach wilson be everything you want him to be so that's where i fall on it is it a risk paying a um receiver that amount of money yes but it's also a risk not paying him if that makes sense so um i think it's going to be Interesting. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much because, um, as we all know, but the reality is if you said to me at the off-season you can pay Amari Cooper 20-odd million or have Tyreek Hill, I think every fan would want Tyreek Hill, even though he will probably be that bit more. Um, we will see. Um, I'm intrigued to see how he fused the Jets project versus the Dolphins project. And um, it may well come down to what quarterback he likes will look of more because the offensive system in um, McDaniels and um, obviously LaFleur combo plays will be a little similar. So it may come down to Wilson or Tua. And if I'm a receiver, I'll probably have a little bit more faith in Seth Wilson over Tua. But I don't know. That may be my... Jets goggles. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some Jets bias that's involved in this as well, without a doubt. But, um, you know, I, I, I do firmly believe that the New York Jets are better set up for the future than the Miami Dolphins are. Obviously, the Miami yeah. Dolphins, after, you know, looking like hell to start the year last year, um, you know, some somehow scrounged together a, a decent little season for themselves. Um, so, you know, they, they at least after the poor start they had they uh they did they did a lot better than everybody expected but um i think with the roster moves we've made already um and with all the draft picks we still have coming up um and with the proven talent that we have on this team that was drafted last year that's now going into their sophomore seasons um you know i think joe douglas is poised and ready for another fantastic draft and I really do think that the, the that the Jets are better set up for the future than the Miami Dolphins. I mean, obviously, I'm not an idiot. Zach Wilson has proved zilch, nada, yet in this league. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I do think that the potential of Zach Wilson is higher than the potential of Tua. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Um, is the weather going to factor into this? I, I really hope not. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty, it gets really cold in Kansas city. So hopefully Tyree kill is not opposed to coming up and playing here in the Northeast. Um, Miami definitely sounds more appealing, but, um, 
But, uh, you know, I think from a team perspective, I think the Jets are set up um, a little bit better for the future than the Dolphins are. Um, we have the continuity, uh, you know, not for a long time, only one more season. But, you know, the Dolphins did just, you know, switch regimes in their head coach. So, um, you know, we have at least one more year of continuity with these coaches and this system. Um, and, you know, a vast majority of these players, um, especially all the young guys that I was talking about uh, a moment ago. But um, I think that this was, you know, this is a reason that you accumulate all of these draft picks. It's not always just to, you know, draft 10 players because nobody does that. You know, like you don't you don't have enough. Not, not every one of those guys is going to make the team. You don't have enough room to sign all of those guys. Um, so, you know, it's it's a, re a big reason for stacking up all these draft picks um i would think is for something like this when something like this is to come about you say okay we have the money we have the draft picks let's do it we don't we're not going to draft you know nine players eight players um let's let's use some of this capital we have and let's get a proven commodity you know not uh you know there's very few there's very few draft picks that are uh you know, rock solid home runs. Um, you know, I, it was only last year that we heard from everybody that Trevor Lawrence is, you know, this generational talent. Um, and then he went eight games last year without throwing a touchdown pass. So, you know, nobody's a surefire pick in the draft, but Tyree Kill is a guy that's proven himself year in and year out uh, in the NFL so far. So that's the type of player that, you know, you put yourself in these situations uh, with all this capital and all this money. And that's the type of player that you spend it on is a guy like him. So fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I agree. Um, before we move on to the free agency signings, a um, couple of live uh, comments. Um, Megan Price says, what's up, guys? And says, Kirk is massively overpaid, but Hill is worth it. Um, I agree. Um, pretty much what we just said um, the Kirk contract still blows my mind because I, I think he's a good player but um, I think the Jaguars panicked a little bit but the reality is if you're a bad team sometimes you have to overpay particularly given the nightmare season they had under Urban Meyer um, I think they know the, um, at the risk of their generational talent what we just talked about in Trevor Lawrence regressing so they needed to make up for some time and um who's going to want to go to Jacksonville if you don't overpay so that's just the reality of it yeah no absolutely man you're absolutely right and um you know that's another team that I think we're in a we're in a better position then um you know Joe Douglas managed to fill so many holes on this roster without overpaying for a single player so far. So if we, if we have to make one player, uh, you know, the highest paid player at his position in order to get, you know, a top, you know, five player at that position in the league, <coughs> uh, you know, then I think we're in a position to do that. I really do. Um, you know, Elijah Moore, Tyree kill, I'll throw Corey Davis's name in there, obviously. Um, and, you know, I, I, I firmly still believe we're going to draft a receiver um, decently high in the draft. 
if this if this trade goes down, then we're definitely not going to draft a receiver as high as people are thinking. But um, yeah, I mean, we're gonna our receiver room is going to be stacked. So uh, yeah. I think this is uh this is something that you pull the trigger on. Yeah, I agree. I mean, sign me up for Hill, and then in the second round, someone like Christian Watson. That would be a stacked um, receiver room. We will see. Um, moving on to free agency, I'm going to be honest. I was nervous the day before free agency, especially with the fan base basically on fire with uh, not trading for Mari Cooper. I was worried that would there be um, lack of activity and would we have deals like, say, Jared Davis? But um, to me, it's at least an A. Um, I... One of my top two players, what I wanted in free agency was Tomlinson. There was just the need was there, whereas it's weird for some people to think a guard would be top on your list. It was just so important. And yeah, it's got that deal done and also added a tight end on the first day in the summer. Um, what did you think of those two deals, Jack? To me, um, you I never even considered a summer. I didn't think the Bengals would let him walk, to be honest with you. I was absolutely thrilled uh, with the first day of free agency. Um, Lakin Tomlinson, obviously, huge need uh, filled for us instantly upon signing him. Um, you know, that's so huge for Zach Wilson, so huge for this whole offense. Um, super excited about that. And then Uzoma as well, man. I mean, Uzoma's got one of those freakish, almost like, you know, basketball type bodies. Um, you know, super duper tall, uh, super duper long. Um, and he, you know, he can run, man. For a big guy, he can really move. So I think that he's, you know, going to be an asset as well to this offense. Um, yeah, so I was, I was super, super, super excited about both those guys for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely. We've wanted a tight end for so long, and um, they didn't stop there. But um, before we get to that, um, they added defense on the second day in cornerback DJ Reed from the Seahawks. I'm going to be honest, I didn't know a huge amount about him um, before we signed him. I knew he was a good player and obviously played for the Seahawks. But the more you look into him, the more you think he is built for this system, uh, has versatility, toughness. And I think um, if you look into his character traits, I think the New York market will absolutely love him. And um, I do see some fans say he's not a number one coiner. I actually think in this system... He is a number one, if that makes sense, because um, if you look at their history with the 49ers, they don't tend to have like shutdown corners, but with what he brings to the team, I think he can um, be a very good player. I think he, that's one reason why they signed him. He can ascend, so I'm interested to see um, how he fits into the system. And um, they also added the safety in Jordan Whitehead, from the Buccaneers, and um, safety was definitely high up the needs so on the back of re-signing and Marcus Joyner. They've offered themselves some breathing space for the draft, and that's the biggest thing 
what they did all free agency is they haven't filled all the holes, but they've filled enough of them that they're not like so desperate they have to uh, overreact and feel a need. And I think they've offered themselves so much space to do what they want in the draft and maybe even before the draft, as we've been talking about this morning. So I think these are two signings solidify the secondary somewhat. And um, I'm intrigued to see Reed uh, with other cornerbacks we've got in the room because um, that's looking like a very good room and young for that matter. Yeah, I mean, uh, DJ Reed had a, had a very quietly awesome year last year. Um, you know, I think he, he was, uh, third in the league or something like that in terms of, uh, passer rating when thrown at. So, uh, yeah, he's, you know, a very physical cornerback. Um, he's going to get in there and he's going to deflect the pass. He's going to disrupt the pass. Um, he's going to break it up. I mean, and, um, yeah, I think that, you know, he, he is a versatile corner, but he does really fit this system very well. Um, I feel like he's more, like you said, he's not really the lockdown one-on-one type. He's more of a zone guy, um, which is, you know, kind of the system we run. I mean, it really depends on the team we're playing. I noticed that a lot this year that, you know, it's, it's, we're never just, you know, a zone defense or a man defense. Like it, it depends on the set. It depends the receivers we're going against. So we'll definitely see a lot of, you know, mixing it up uh, like we saw last year, but yeah, I mean, DJ Reed definitely going to be another asset. And then uh, Whitehead as well, I love, man. Uh, you know, he's a physical, hard-hitting safety. Um, phenomenal stopping the run. Uh, he can get into the backfield and, and you know, attack the passer. And, uh, you know, I think that he's going to be a, a fantastic addition to this defense. Um, and, yeah, I couldn't be more happy with those two signings, man. I mean, I feel like after going, uh, after going all offense on day one, um, you know, Joe Douglas really, uh, I think, continued to knock it out of the park on day two with those two guys. Yeah, I agree. And um, just gives you so much uh, breathing space. Um, will they still add to the safety room probably in the draft? I would assume uh, a back is up for debate. We'll see about that. Um and they wasn't done there, um, adding another tight end um, to the roster in uh, Tyler Conklin. Um, I'm going to be honest, I didn't expect them to go um, tight end again. It certainly means they're guaranteed to run more two tight end sets. And if you look into Tyler Conklin's stats, it's fairly comparable to uh cj osama which can only mean good things they offer different traits as well um i still wouldn't be shocked to see them draft a tight end in the draft not as high as they would um i know some fans are disappointed it means no trey mcbride but what they've done here is help the young quarterback they've got two veteran tight ends um and this system can be um, it's certainly going to be more functional than when we have Griffin and, say, Wesco or so forth. So I love this um, signing and um, shout out to um, Tyler Conklin. I know he's been interacting with the fan base 
a fair bit. Um, he liked a couple of my tweets, and um, he sent every time I look, he's commenting on different members of the fan base, um, different YouTubers. So I like that from a player that um, they value the fan base. Yeah, um, you know Tyler Conklin uh, seems like he's going to be missed greatly by Minnesota Vikings fans, which is also which is you know always a good sign. And then the fact that he's, you know, already interacting with our fan base, it, it just goes to show that he's, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a quality character guy. And, um, you know, he's, he's going to be a great guy to have in the locker room. And obviously, you know, the most important aspect is his actual play on the football field. Um, you know, he's never been a scrub by any means. He's always been a solid player, um, you know, never been a, a great player. Um, but, you know, there's there's only a very small handful of, you know, tight ends in the league that you could really call great. So, um, you know, it's, I think that the tight end room has already improved tenfold by adding these two, uh, you know, veteran guys. And then, yeah, I, I totally agree that we will still add another, uh, another body to that group, at least one more body to that group, um, in the draft. So yeah, very excited about, uh, about, uh, you know, seeing some more two tight end sets, and uh, you know, really mixing it up there, out there uh, on offense this year, especially when we land Tyree Kill. I mean, can you imagine? We got we got Elijah Moore, we got Tyree Kill, we got Conklin, we got Uzoma. I mean, all of a sudden we we go from having complete scrubs out there um, to you know actual names, uh, you know, of talented players that can not only catch the ball, but you know move after the catch and gain positive yards and potentially even score touchdowns. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just excited, man. Yeah, I agree. And um, two last names they added was Martin coming over from the Texans. I know some fans wanted them to make a move, pay Chandler Jones or someone like that. I think they did try, but they had their value. And I'm okay with that. Martin is going to be that situational guy. I think he's essentially what they wanted from Finney Curry last year and he's a bit younger. Um he seems made for this system, prick off the edge. Um this is just to cover for some injuries and to sub him in of certain packages. Um we will draft a past rusher. Who that is is up for debate. But um this him and half um, as situational guys, um, I think it could play out very well. Um, I'm intrigued to see how the coaching staff uses him. And another name, what it's a re-signing, but feels like a new signing in Braxton Berrios because I sort of counted him as half gone. And Joe Douglas, um, <laughs> apparently, if you believe reports, made his offer at the end of the season said we think this is a fair offer and didn't waver and it some gms might have panicked and said oh we really need this guy he's got the chemistry with zach wilson he didn't and to get him for what they got i think um it's a very good move for joe douglas because uh, there's all sorts of reports saying he's going to get paid nine million um to get him for what they did i think it ticks all the boxes that sort of fourth receiver and an ace on special teams. Uh, I was very pleased with this signing because it sort of feels like an addition. 
It does. And uh, I like the way you put that because um, I did kind of think that Barrios was going to be gone. Uh, I thought that, you know, Bill Belichick was going to scoop him up again and that would be the end of that. And then, you know, he'd be pissing us off twice a year. Um, but I think that it couldn't have gone better for us Jets fans, right? I mean, we got the guy that we all wanted back. We all considered him, you know, a super high priority this offseason to re-sign him. Um, and to do it at the price that we did it, um, you know, what was, what was it? Um, 12, two years, 12 million, seven guaranteed, something yeah. like that. I mean, that's fantastic for a player of Berrios' caliber. Um, I think that's right in the, in the, in the ballpark of, where he, of what he should be getting paid. And, uh, you know, I think that that's another home run hit by Joe Douglas. So I couldn't be more excited about how this offseason is shaking out, man. And I just hope and pray that this is the year that we finally see the results on the football field. Um, because the Jets seem to win the offseason, you know, most of the time. Um, but will we win the season itself? So fingers crossed, man, but I'm really liking how this team is, uh, shaking out to look next year and we haven't even hit the draft yet. So I am so excited for the draft. Yeah. I can say I've no idea what they're going to do in the draft. Um, it'll affect that because, um, they've offered themselves a lot of breathing space and, I think what this trade also does to you is tells you they're not, if they can get it done or not, they're maybe not convinced by the people what they might um, want at 10. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting what pass rusher they pick. I know the fan base is calling for Thibodeau. Is there a player at thought you'd like to add before we wrap up, Jack? Um, you know, I, I, I'm not really, I don't really have any biases towards one particular player. Uh, the, the, the thought that keeps running through my mind, my thought process about it is that I'm just thankful that we're in the position that we're in. Um, you look at, you know, teams around the league that, you know, have, you know, three picks in this upcoming draft and none in the first round and, you know, all other crap. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy that we have four, we have 10, we have 35, we have 38 as of right now. Obviously, the Tyree Kill situation could change all that, which bring it on, baby. But, um, yeah, I mean, as of right now, we're in a phenomenal position, especially after all the assets we've already added throughout the free agency period of this year. Uh, we're in a phenomenal position to take the best player available at four. So whether that's Thibodeau, whether you want Sauce Gardner, um, whether you want Jermaine Johnson over Thibodeau, uh, you know, whether you want to go offensive tackle, which a lot of people are freaking out at the idea of, but I would still love that. Um, solidify that wall, baby. Do it. Um, take an offensive lineman at four. Give me Iquanu. Give me Neil. I don't give a crap, man. I, I, I'm, I think we're at a point now where we can't miss um, at four. So I'm just so excited. But ideally, ideally, um, I would like to probably look to the defense, whether that's uh, in the secondary or at the pass rusher spot. But ideally, I'd like to go defense. But like I just said, man, offense would be sick as well. Uh, offensive tackle would be dope. And I and I don't think we can lose. I don't. I don't think. I, I think whoever we decide to take will obviously, you know, be a day one starter for us, and will will fill an important hole. So bring it on, man! I'm excited. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, um, if they do this trade, it answers a lot of questions because I think it probably will be a pass rusher if they only have one pick in the draft. So I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I, but I do agree with you. If they hold on their picks, I would be okay with the first pick being an offensive lineman, um, someone like Icky, because... Um, I don't think they're necessarily ready to move off from Beckton, but there is question marks. Even his biggest fan has to say that so it's never a bad thing to have talent. Um, they're definitely going to do something at the tackle position because um, it's not going to be Conor McDermott as the string tackle, let's be honest. Uh, whether it's in the mid-rounds or early on, they'll add some talent there. Um, and... I'm excited to see who that guy is. Um, I'm sure the picture will be clearer by our next episode because we'll know one way or another about Tyreek Hill and um, I can't wait to discuss it with you, Jim. Me as well, my friend. Thank you as always for uh, for running the show and having me on. Always a pleasure, an absolute pleasure to get to talk some Jets football with you. And uh, what an exciting time, man. So uh, I, I can't wait for, for next show. Hopefully we'll have uh, a very big signing to talk about. Yeah, I agree. A um, couple of live comments before we go. David Gardet from New York says, good afternoon. And that's only four months till training camp starts. Can't wait. I do agree with that. Um, it's gone fast. Um My eye is completely on the draft. Um, I can't even think about training camp. At the moment, there's just so much um, to happen before then. And um, we've got a lot planned on this channel with the draft, so please do keep your eye out for that. But um, I know Richie's got his stream um, live at the moment, so uh, everyone head over to uh, Jets Media. I'm sure um, he will be alive for uh, some time there. Um, he was very active during free agency, so please head over to YouTube, support Richie's channel, Jets Media, and uh, I know we'd love to see you in the comments. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, yeah, I would appreciate it if you head over to Richie's channel, check out the live stream. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week talking more Jets football. Thank you, as always, for having me on, my man. And uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate all you guys in the chat. And uh, until next time, let's go Jets, baby. Yeah, we'll be back next week, and um, until then, thanks for watching this Talk Sport, fans.